0: Good morning. Welcome to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin, Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner with Lindsay Wealth Management. Today is Friday, December fifteenth, two 2022. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We'll be more than happy to get your uh, questions or topics onto the show. we do have a full week next week. We'll have our program next week, just like normal. We will be off uh, in between Christmas and New Year's. There's basketball tournaments and all that good fun stuff, and then we will we will be back the following week, which would which will be uh, January fifth. So the uh, so you got a full week next week. Then uh, the markets closed on the following Monday for Christmas. Then it's close the following Monday uh, for New Year's uh, so you don't so you're gonna have uh, abbreviate two abbreviated weeks there uh, at least next week you know is a, f- a full week uh, head, heading right into Christmas uh, believe it or not uh, yeah so there's only including today there's only six days uh, six trading days until Christmas even though it's the 15th I also I messed up must have been looking at the wrong calendar here a couple uh weeks ago and i know i said triple witching was on the 22nd it's actually today it's as early as it can possibly be uh i think i must have been looking at november somehow i messed it up let's just put it that way i'll own that and uh but today is triple or quadruple witching which not only do you have the weekly the monthly uh the, the daily of course but you have the uh You have the quarterly options expiration, so things can get shuffled around. There's sometimes just a lot of big movement when you do have this much options expiration that is going on. So just wanna make you well aware of that. Uh, Other things that have gone on uh, since since we last talked. CPI data came out, just slightly was above uh, where where they thought uh, for for the most part. Uh, PPI data came out, was basically unchanged. The fed came out and they came out basically swinging a a different tune than what they had well they didn't raise interest rates they definitely put out there their dot plot and acted like uh at least from their standpoint now that there would be three uh rate cuts would be the possibility not probability possibility uh next year And, and again when we are saying cuts there i just want to be clear that that's 25 basis points So that would be 75 basis points down is sort of what they are implying. However, I'm going to look at this like I always do from a different perspective. And and that way you can can make your own choices. You have oil going down. You have the dollar going down. You have bonds that are... uh, actually increasing in price decreasing in yield and yet the market is going up the reason i bring this up is one of them's telling the truth and one of them's lying it's no different than you know trying to figure out exactly what happened it's just we don't know for sure which one's correct and which one's wrong yet and i will say that something's severely off here meaning Either the bonds, the dollar, and all of this is lying here on what is taking place and oil is going down, or uh, the stock market is wrong and it shouldn't be this high. Now, with all of this being said, the stock market here, of course, with this news, it's almost like at this point in time, People are almost trying to front run the Fed and think that things are going to happen that aren't and the other thing that I would say uh, that people need to be well aware of and I always bring this point up the Fed normally only starts cutting when things have already gotten bad and so they're late to the game to begin with now some people think well this is where they're they're they finally figured it out they're they're going to cut and they're going to do this not to mention it's also an election year so you know they usually do try to help out whoever's in office they'll act like they don't it's a lie they do um, so with all that being said you know are they gonna cut here at the beginning and, and gonna make this thing take off like a rocket or are they just saying that because they're sort of play, playing playing what the crowd wants to hear and the issue is if you still have inflation out there and what people need to understand, and I keep repeating this on the show, but I want to make sure crystal clear on here. If prices go up 10% and they're looking at year over year, well, of course, prices prices have been going up, it seems like, 10% every single year. But at some point, they're coming down. But again, the prices never came down. Okay, It's just inflation isn't going up as much. There's a huge difference, and that's what people need to understand, the difference there is if it goes up 10%, goes up 10%, goes up 10%, and then it only goes up 3%, well, yeah, we got inflation under control. Well, you might think you have inflation under control, but prices have come up so much that people can't afford this. Everything is cruising along right now, except all the signs are there again, and everyone keeps saying, oh, it's going to be a soft landing. I'm so sick and tired of hearing that. Remember, the Fed has never really produced a soft landing. It's always been a hard landing. To go against the grain like this, I'm not saying it can't happen. Sure, anything can happen. But I just think it's premature to understand what is going to happen until you actually see how this plays out. Because the other issues that's going on here is the S&P 500 has just been on this massive run upward. It's completely overbought at this point in time, almost to extremes. The other part is, if you were looking at it and you're going to say, okay, this is a five-way advance here off the bottom, well, at that point in time, if you're looking for where the target is it's forty seven forty three to forty nine eighteen. i mean we're running right up against that we'll see where we get the actual close today because we're due for a daily high and a weekly high so that's where we don't know if this is going to pull back or exactly what it's going to do but this is the this is what's been presented here with the current circumstances of where we are uh there's also the other issue there where it may or may not happen but there's plenty of issues where double tops have happened uh before could it happen again could maybe it doesn't but it doesn't matter whether you look at silver silver had a double top 50 years apart you've even had it in um uh, you had it in corn in the 70s to the 80s you had it in soybeans from the 70s into the 80s uh, and then those were different years by the way uh but they had double tops uh, and then re- then reversed off that doesn't it mean it's going to happen no but there's plenty of patterns in history that show that that this, that this has happened time and time again uh and it's just been in different markets as well uh whether that is in the equities or that is in commodities so just need to be aware of that and sort of pay attention to some of these things that are out here because something here is a muck it's not right Um uh, only only a fool would understand that that this is uh would think that everything here is absolutely perfect the way that it should be uh there's too many warning signs here that that something is off and again maybe it is all those other markets and maybe the equity markets right but i said the odds are in favor that the the equity market is wrong uh especially when you get the p e ratio that's bouncing up around 20 which is really really high for the market at this point in time uh dow jones industrial average actually made a new all-time high uh as well as a yearly high again really concentrated only 30 stocks uh Some of them have done very well, so uh, it's pushing up to a new all-time high. Uh, Just a little different market than um, most people are investing in. They may look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average, but a lot of uh, investments aren't in there uh, just because there's not a lot of diversification uh, with that. It has been now overbought for four weeks, so you're, you're right up against where you would think that a high should be completed. But again, at extremes, extremes can happen at any point in time. Uh, Looking at the Russell 2000, uh, that has continued to go up. It is overbought at this point in time as well. It will be very interesting to see if it can get uh, above the previous levels, which are constantly right around 2003. Let's just call it 2000. I mean, they're they're all right around there. Uh, 2007, can it do it or not? Remains to be seen. Uh, overbought at this point in time. Uh, will it roll over? Yeah. It, it at least it should come very close because it, it is, uh, it's three weeks overbought, not as overbought as the uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average at this point in time. So all these things need to be uh, considered. NASDAQ, exact same position. Overbought at this point in time. It's been three weeks overbought as well should be getting very close to a daily and weekly high uh, in in these markets so that's just what's going on here going into the end of the year uh, trying to wrap this up uh, where we are if you're paying close attention getting very close to two years of going absolutely nowhere and the S&P 500 is basically we're actually still down uh, but we'll try to give the benefit of the doubt and say it's even so uh, just do keep that in mind. We do need to go to a short break. We come back, we're going to address some of these other markets. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, uh, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at com. Financial questions, real answers right back after the short break.
1: Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on W.A.O.V.? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. W.A.O.V. has our local shows on podcasts and easy to get to them. Go to W.A.O.V.AM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss vintage Vincent, legal news or views or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to W.A.O.V.AM.com and find your podcast.
0: Welcome back to Financial Questions Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812 316 You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at LindsayWealth.com. Uh, let's talk about some of these other areas that's going on here in the market. Uh let's let's go, let's touch on the bonds here. The 30-year is continues to move up on a daily basis. The weekly is overbought. It it, it should be getting a nice pullback uh, on on the 30-year. Looking at uh, notes, let's look at the two-year here. The daily continues to go up. Of course, it, it just hit that massive spike up on Wednesday, so this sort of throws everything off. The weekly is overbought, though, as well on that uh what is unusual is by far the yield movement in the bonds is something that people need to i, I know I talk about it on the show a lot but it is something to to behold to pay attention to excuse me especially with the inversion you have the 3 year at 5.38 you have the two or, or 3 month excuse me you have the 2 year at 4.35 You have the 10-year below 4, okay? And that was above 5. So when you have these kind of uh, drastic situations happening here, the bond market is telling you something, especially when the long end is coming down like this and the 30 years at 4.06. So that that might not seem like a lot, but that's a huge difference that is happening here. Uh, and That's why I say someone's wrong. Somewhere, someone is wrong. Uh, It just doesn't happen that way. Uh, uh, The the way that this is going to play out should, should be very interesting heading into next year. The dollar, the weekly is oversold. The daily is going down, so we will see should be going up we again we we would expect the the dollar to get up around 109 and it's hanging around 102 at this point basically the euro dollar is in the exact opposite position it was coming down but now their daily is moving up and the weekly is moving down so uh just understand that that you know usually they're doing opposite i mean that's that's what they're set up to do so it's always good just to look at those pay attention to both try to figure that out gold gold has gold's probably the most interesting one out here because the pattern set up for this thing to go really long uh the daily is overbought the weekly is supposed to be moving downward but it's trying to move on an upward basis patterns suggest upward Going back two years, I talked about this right before the break, how the S&P 500 has, is actually still down, hasn't made any money. Gold is actually up quite a bit since then. Gold is actually one of the strongest-looking charts out there. As long as gold holds, uh, let's get the exact number here for you. If it holds, 1975, it does not get broken. You got to think this is going to go tremendously higher uh that's just a very good position that gold is in at this point in time, probably one of the str- probably the strongest market that I see out there uh at this point in time. Silver was oversold uh both gold and silver were up I think gold was up two and a half percent yesterday gold's up was up three percent yesterday, so they're having these major spikes uh coming out of here. The weekly on silver is sort of mixed with a downward bias, but longer term it should be to the upside. Just keep that in mind if you are looking at that. Oil is sort of mixed. Looks like it's making a daily bottom. You want to be on the safe side, wait a few days, make sure it doesn't go to a new low. Weekly has definitely been oversold. It's been oversold for six weeks at this point in time. So should be looking at a bounce in oil. However, I said several weeks ago, I thought oil had real potential to the upside. It should move up here nicely off of this low. But it does appear it's a five wave pattern down, which is an impulsive wave, which means this next move should be a correction. It may move to eighty eighty five dollars from seventy Can this on a continuous contract if it does do that, I would ratchet up your stop and move it right underneath there at eighty and lock in your profit because more than likely what will happen is it's going to be up for two to three weeks, and then it's going to go to new lows or lower than. Uh, the $69 where it has been. That would just be, that's the pattern position that at least it's in at this point in time. Uh, doesn't look like it has much room to the upside. Looks like it will continue to come down. Bitcoin. Talked about this on the last show that, you know, it probably need to get a blow off top here. Uh, and that's less than a week ago. Basically got it. Got that blow off top last Friday. Uh, things have moved back down. And even though Bitcoin should be could be moving up here on a daily basis, the weekly is implying that it should be down for at least two to three weeks. More than likely it's put in a, not only the weekly, but a monthly high, if not a yearly high. We will see if that holds or not, but that's at least the position that Bitcoin's in at this point in time. I'll reiterate, excuse me there, I'll reiterate going back to the S&P 500 that said a week or two ago that this isn't how tops are made. It's usually made, you know, with, with, with something going up extremely higher to the upside. That's just normal how tops are made. Uh, We will see. More likely that's going to happen in the S&P 500, but uh, the Bitcoin looks like it's already made that turn. So don't be surprised if you continue to see that go to the downward side uh, is at least what I would expect to uh, continue to happen there. Corn is sort of mixed as we look at a continuous contract. Uh, Unfortunately, it is almost making making new lows there and boy that's uh ugh. it it's it's trying it's it's trying very hard uh to put on a bottom but i can't confirm that that one has been put in place yet as i do look at uh the march contract uh c h twenty four four uh the daily there is at 479 and it should we will see if it gets a a new low the low there on that contract was actually uh 471 see if it holds here or not uh if not obviously it's going to be a new low uh the weekly on the march contract is mixed at this point in time so Unfortunately, not a lot of good information there regarding exactly what is happening there on the markets. Uh, soybeans continuous contract is at 1307. Mixed as well. The weekly is moving down. It should be down for another two or three weeks. Uh, we said we thought we'd put a bottom in here a couple, uh, about a month ago, two months ago, possibly, but we got to make sure that this actually holds here. Uh, going to the soybeans on the March contract, uh, SH-4, HH, SH-24, whichever way you want to look at it, uh, the daily is mixed. The weekly is should be down for another uh, week or two is where we're looking there. Got 1326 on that contract at this point in time. Uh, but it is in a, in a downward-moving pattern. Uh, hopefully it holds there. Wanted we'll to make sure it tries to hold above uh, – 12.82 uh that's the one you want uh, at least on a daily basis on a closing basis it needs to hold above 12.99 so let's just call it 13 dollars that's that's main. mean you want to want that weekly to hold there if it can hold that here over the next two weeks that would be great uh real quickly looking at the volatility index We're down about 12. Uh, We've gone below 13. We're down to about 12. It's about as low as it can get. Everything's about as overbought as you can possibly be. Volatility index doesn't always mean anything, but it is is extremely low. Uh, Everything overbought at this point in time when it comes to equities. Do be looking for uh, the swing to go the other way here. Uh, Any day. Could happen today. Could happen next Monday or Tuesday, but do do be on the lookout for that. the weekly is uh oversold as well daily weekly it's all all exact opposite of the equity market so expect for it to spring back the other way uh we do need to go a short break as always if you have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show we would love to hear from you 812-316-2079 follow us on facebook or x send us an email info at lindsaywealth.com financial questions real answer right back after this short break
1: have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on W.A.O.V.? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. W.A.O.V. has our local shows on podcasts and easy to get to them. Go to W.A.O.V.AM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss vintage Vincent, legal news or views or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to W.A.O.V.AM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to
0: Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. One of the other markets uh, we've been paying attention to, and, man, it it is one just to, just to sort of show you what happens when things are in flat-out free fall. But it's natural gas. Natural gas, again, it peaked on on Halloween, October 31st. So there's been 30 trading days for natural gas since that time period. Uh, and here we are, December 14th. And even though the momentum say, you know, it should have gone up, it should have gone up, it has gone down. And over those 30 days, it has dropped percent um wow that's a that's a big downward swing it just shows you how the weather can impact i mean it's been great here in vincent's indiana basically in the 50s almost every day or near it barely gets below freezing here at night i looked at my bill compared to last year that i got uh at least for my gas bill it was down 40 percent from last year not so much because of the natural gas prices being down but just because it didn't need to use it demand is uh very soft there uh with the way the temperatures have been and of course i mean looking at the extended forecast i mean it's pretty much supposed to be like that there's a few days in the 40s here for the next 10 days uh which makes demand very low uh so compounding problem you have seasonality going on here because a lot of times it's peaking as it goes into to uh in there into late summer into early early uh depending on the weather forecast and then you actually have the real forecast and, and here we are so at some point in time you're probably going to get a nice bounce off of there but if you were one of the ones who said well i'm going to play this it's been down and you know it should go up that's that's pretty tough to swallow, being down thirty four percent. This is why you put in stops. This is why you do other things when it does come to regard to trading to try to protect your assets and be able to look at that. Uh, again, the the weekly there, and the weekly hasn't been oversold since all the way back in February. So that that just shows you it hasn't been oversold all the way until. Till now, I mean in here in this December, so it's been oversold for two weeks, implying that at some point in time it, it should get a bounce here. But again, very risky when you take on some assets like this, because they can move five, seven, I think it was almost nine percent one day uh that I saw that it was down. So just understand uh how to do this if you are going to try to trade some of these markets and be able to do that. Speaking of, this is one of the questions we get. We understand how, how how you make money uh, because we're we're a fee only uh, registered investment advisor firm, but but people ask how uh, how how are the people that uh, that you're using make money? So I, I'm assuming what they're meaning by this question is for a prime example. We don't self custodian, so our assets are actually held at Pershing, okay, and then not only that. We have a broker dealer that we go through. That even though we're doing the trades through Pershing, they're the ones that we do all our paperwork through and, and, and do all that to open accounts uh, and, and who the trading goes through. Now the share and it's called Shareholder Services Group. They're in San Diego, California. The way that this works, and so you understand how the, how the money game works behind the scenes is Shareholder Services Group. They make money on trades. Most of our trades are about four ninety nine. Is what it is. Hopefully, we can get that down to zero. Okay, and th- this is what every client is starting to see that you know you can. Th- the longer this stuff goes on, that the financial advisors they're requesting that hey, somewhat X over here is saying that I can have my clients there and it doesn't cost them anything to trade. You're charging 4.99. When I first got st- started here with my own firm and using it. It was I believe fifteen ninety nine a trade went down to nine ninety nine, we're down to four ninety nine because they us advisors keep understand that they're gonna lose us to some other firm if they if they don't offer lower charges for that. But then people are like, Well, how come they want it? Well, the main reason that most of these things do is there's different ways for them to make money on having your assets there. It's almost like a bank. When you go in and you deposit $20 at the bank, it's not like the bank takes that $20 and puts it off to the side specifically for your account. They just throw it in the drawer and probably the next person that comes in, they hand it to. But accounting wise, the banks take the money, they send it off to the FDIC, they make more money on it. The same thing with the brokerage firms. On the money markets, they're able to make some money there. So even if they are giving you a certain percentage of that, they're, they're still taking a cut there. It's why the percentage isn't higher than what it is. Even though right now it's 4.7%, it's pretty good. Uh, you know, they're, they're probably getting five, so they're, they're, you know, they're making 30 basis points or something on there. It depends on exactly, because we, we don't honestly get to see this. The other way they do it is they lend out securities. Uh, especially if someone wants to have a margin account, you have to have securities that are matching that, so they 're essentially borrow from someone that has those accounts or has securities deposit there and that 's other ways that they 're able to make money so on the cash management side and in between loaning uh, stocks that are actually in the book that are all on the book, this is how they 're able to make money and how they 're able to do things and so a lot of people don 't understand that uh, the way that those fees work or, or, or how that is, it may not be such as a, as a fee that you actually see, but it's a fee that is someone in there is taking a little cut of something and being able to do that. And so that's how these cash management systems work. And that's how all of these, unless you own your own, if you work for someone that is their own broker dealer, has their own cash management system and all this, but still even at that point in time, they're going to be making their own money on their cash management system. So that's how it works. That, that's, that's how all these uh, things get paid for is it's going to be between the operations of the cash management and managing the securities and being able to loan them out and having other people borrow that. Uh, and that's when you go on margin. That's when margin. That's why you pay a much higher rate uh, when you are on margins because they've got to be able to capture some of that. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you, 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or X, send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. This is Darwin Lindsay for Financial Questions, Real Answers. We'll see you next week.